You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Unexpectedly heartfelt ukulele performance there from Iceland. It's Eurovision on 95 BFM with our European correspondent, Cameron Adams. It's been about a month's break since I last spoke to BFM correspondent, BFM European correspondent, sorry, Cameron Adams for Eurovision. But the region's war due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine has unfortunately not slowed down. Nations have continued to support the latter country, and Bulgaria has been revealed to be having been supporting Ukraine since the beginning of the war, despite having attempted to keep their support under wraps. Additionally, climate protests have taken place in Germany, and abortion laws are being debated in Spain. We heard about all that and more. In today's chat with Cam for Eurovision, starting off with an update on the war in Ukraine. The death toll of a Russian missile attack on an apartment building on Saturday in the city of Dnipro has reached 45 people, including six children. It's said to be the deadliest missile attack by on civilians by Russian forces since the summer. 14 people have died today in a helicopter crash next to a kindergarten in Kiev, including the interior minister Denis Monastrysky and two other deputies. Russian Wagner troops have taken the town of Solidar after heavy fighting. Controlling Solidar would bring Ukrainian positions in Bakhmut under further attack from Russian artillery. Wagner troops, some of which are convicts recruited in Russian prison camps, have been repeatedly attacking the town and have made slow but bloody progress to try and capture the city in eastern Ukraine. One AFP reporter, Armin Soldan, has quoted a Ukrainian ambulance driver in the region as saying, quote, it's like Verdun out there. It's been revealed Bulgaria was secretly supplying arms and fuel to Ukraine in the early months of the conflict. Bulgaria has previously come had previously come under criticism for not providing enough support for Ukraine. However, former PM Kirill Petkov stated that he had to do it on the, on the sly to avoid angering pro-Russian co- politicians, some of whom were his own coalition partners. The war in Ukraine has also caused a shakeup in German politics, with a shuffling of defense ministers. What's happened? Yeah, German politician Christine Lambrecht tendered her resignation this Monday after repeated criticisms and PR disasters. Her last and final scandal was a New Year's Eve message wishing support to Ukraine amongst raucous Berlin fireworks displays. The new minister is Boris Pistorius. And what it will bring? Well, maybe tanks. However, just tonight, Olaf Scholz has again shied away from any commitments. There have been constant calls by Ukraine and allies like Poland to provide Ukraine with its German tanks. Germany is already the second largest supplier of military aid to Ukraine. However, they have been very slow and cautious in their aid over fear of escalating tensions with Russia. They've supplied two air defence systems, including the Gepard, which has proved quite successful. The UK this week has announced that they will supply Ukraine with 12 of their own Challenger tanks, the first non-Soviet tanks provided to the country. Germany has said that they won't provide tanks uh, to Ukraine until the US does. There is a big meeting of Ukraine's allies in Germany on Friday, which will be discussing more military support for Ukraine, where it's rumoured that America may announce support for tanks. America earlier this month announced that they will be sending Bradley fighting vehicles for the first time, which has anti-tank capabilities. Staying with Germany, there was widespread protest last week over the clearing of a village for a coal mine. Can you tell us more? This is the village of Lutzerath in the west of the country, about 20 miles from Dusseldorf. In October of last year, energy firm RWE, with the support of the current coalition government, including the Greens, announced plans to expand the Garzweiler surface mine, which would swallow up Lutzerath. Because of Europe's energy crisis, it was deemed necessary to, to expand the mine with Air claiming that the coal would be used this year to support Germany. However, a deal was negotiated with the company to phase out coal by 2030 instead of 2038. The coal being mined is actually lignite, a brown coal considered to be of low quality and high in carbon output. And what was the reaction to this agreement? 
Yeah, the, the agreement drew strong opposition. So Robert Harbeck, the climate change minister, and Mona Neubauer, the vice premier of the state of North Rhine-Westphalia, are actually both members of the Green Party. So it was seen as a bit of a deal with the devil uh, and a betrayal by Green Party voters. There were also doubts on if the expansion was needed. Claudia Kempfert, the head of Department of Energy, Transportation and Environment at the German Institute for Economic Research, stated that, quote, our study shows that Lützerath does not need to be destroyed in mind and that there is enough coal in the existing areas. Climate activists also claim that expanding the mine uh, and con Germany's continued coal usage put, put at risk its climate change obligations. There was a police operation last week of about 1,000 police officers evicting over 2,000 protesters camped out amongst the village. The village has been cleared now, uh, which included climate activist Greta Thunberg being arrested earlier this week. I definitely re recommend looking up uh, photos of the mine. There's like a big earth swallowing machine, which looks straight out of June. It's crazy. Now in Spain, attempts to restrict abortion in one region has drawn strong debate. Could you tell us what's happened? Yeah, this is in the region of Castile and Leon. So the regional government brought in last rules last week that would mean that women seeking an abortion must be offered optional access to unsolicited resources by doctors before starting the procedure. It would include a fetal heartbeat scan and psychological advice, although women were free to reject the options. It was brought in by the far-right regional vice president, Juan Garcia Gallardo of the Vox Party, a junior coalition of the mainstream centre-right People's Party. Regional Prime Minister, regional president and member of the People's Party, Alfonso Fernandez Manueco, made a last-minute reversal and backed down from the changes, announcing on TV on Monday night that, quote, doctors won't be forced to do anything and women won't be forced to do anything, admitting that he could see it could show uh, coercion for women wanting the procedure. Women will still have the option to request such scans if desired. Spain's regions usually have quite a lot of autonomy regarding healthcare. However, left-wing Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez had already, already announced plans to fight the changes if they were implemented. It was seen as a wider political issue ahead of elections, with regional elections in Castile and Leon going to happen in May, and national elections due to be held later this year. And Spain has recently liberalised and loosened up some of its abortion, abortion laws, right? Yeah, exactly. So in December... Uh, Spain's parliament passed a law allowing 16 and 17 year olds the ability to get an abortion without their par parents' consent. It also removed a mandatory three-day waiting period for women wanting the procedure. And in a first for Europe, it also offered state-funded leave for women suffering from painful periods. And in August, Spain also passed and quote, only yes means less, yes consent law. In December, the EU was rocked by a corruption scandal implicating members of the European Parliament. Could you give us an update on this investigation? Yeah, last month, uh, four people were arrested by Belgian authorities under suspicion of accepting bribes by foreign countries. Greek MEP and now sacked European par Parliament Vice President Eva Kaili, former Italian MEP Antonio Panzeri, Eva Kaili's partner Frances Francesco Giorgi, and lobbyist Nicolo Figa-Talamanca were all arrested in raids, which also uncovered over 1 million euro in cash in total. It's been reported that Qatar and Morocco are the countries involved. However, both countries deny all allegations. According to Belgian prosecutors yesterday, Antonio Panzeri has agreed to a, quote, tell-all deal uh, with prosecutors in exchange for a lighter sentence. Francesco Giorgi is also reported by the BBC to have already confessed to his role in the scandal. So prosecutors are continuing their investigations and have already sought to lift immunity for two other MEPs, Belgian Mark Tarabella and Italian Andrea Cozzolino. And lastly, we've got some good news coming out of England for once, with hepatitis C due to be eradicated by 2025. Yeah, this is amazing news coming out of the NHS last month. 
Um, they've announced they're on track to eliminate hepatitis C in England by 2025, five years ahead of the 2030 WHO target. This is being attributed to a five-year, £1 billion contract of antiviral drugs for hepatitis C patients and has been attributed to a 35% drop in deaths. The NHS scheme has helped cure over 70,000 patients patients and it's stated that people in the most deprived communities have seen the biggest benefit with 80% of treatments being provided to the most deprived half of the population. That was 95BFM European correspondent Cameron Adams reporting live from Germany for Eurovision this week. Macedonia with a reggae twist. That was Eurovision on 95BFM. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.